How are we doing, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Big D Podcast on Spunky Spectrum Sports on YouTube. I am Alex. Welcome to another uh, episode, I guess. And I've got Dylan here with me as always. What's up, Dylan? Uh, not much, Alex. A uh, little rain and little... I feel like only a fool would make this Florida weather. I mean, it's been hot and sunny the last week, and all of a sudden today's raining. What else is new? Welcome to Florida, man. You can never, you never know what's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, you, yeah, you never, yeah. The only good thing is we're not seeing snow, unlike some of the uh, opening day baseball scenes I've seen. Have you seen the uh, snow in Detroit? I'm like, is this, is this January or February? Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's, I mean, we've got, it's April 1st. It's not an April Fool's. It, you feel like Mother Nature's throwing an April Fool's prank at you with uh, snow and opening day. But, you know, hey, all, they, they got to, if you can play soccer on a rainy night, rainy night at Stoke, I guess you can uh, hit baseballs on a snowy day in uh, Detroit. So, uh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Snow. I thought you were talking about the snow classico in Colorado a few years ago. <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't think that game happened in April. It didn't happen. In, it didn't happen in December. I think it happened in March. Okay, well, yeah, that's a little better, I guess. But uh, you know, well, happy April, happy April Fool's Day to you, Dylan. And uh, we've got a good episode going on today, I, I believe. What do you want to get? What do you want to get into first? Uh, we could talk. Well, let's see. Um, last week, your Dolphins made a big move, and well, actually, two big moves in moving back nine spots to acquire what? What? What is it? A twenty twenty two first round and a twenty twenty three first round, and then you moved up to the number six spot, giving up your own first round pick. So now Philly's got two potentially three first rounders. Miami's got two first rounders in twenty three and San Francisco's got the number three pick this year. I don't yeah. know. I think I got everything. Uh there's I think there's a third round pick in there that Miami picked yeah, up. Yeah there may year. have been a couple pick sauce, but the first rounders are the juicy ones. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, Chris Greer's at it again. Uh, Laramie Tunsil might have been uh, – that gas mask video might have been the best thing to happen in the Miami Dolphins franchise since Dan Marino. Um, you know, Miami's turned – Chris Greer and, and company has turned one draft pick, Laramie Tunsil, into four first-round picks, I believe, plus some uh, additional assets as well. So, you know, it was it – was, uh, I, I know a lot of Dolphins fans were uh, along with me and uh, – not questioning the Tunsil move because it got us so many first-round picks, but, you know, when you have a, a star offensive tackle like that, you don't see teams moving away from them very often. But, you know, the hall just keeps getting better and better. So uh, Dolphins, Dolphins fans as well as me were pretty happy with it, I think. Um, the Going from, you know, obviously the third pick is nice, but to be able to bring in uh, additional assets and still be in the top six, I mean, when we moved to 12, because it was about, from what I saw, it was about a 20, 30-minute uh, uh, wait time between the time we moved from 12th to the time we moved to uh, back down to 9th. Or, or yes, 6th, six, 6th, six, gosh. 
I keep thinking because I'm thinking we moved back nine spots and it's throwing me off. But yeah, I think it was about a 20, 30 minute time difference from the time we moved back to 12 and then up back again to six. And uh, I think a lot of Dolphins fans were kind of pulling their hair out thinking, what did we just do? We got, we just left the top 10 and uh, who knows who's going to be available at 12. But uh, after, after moving back up to six, I think we've all kind of uh, appreciated Chris Greer even more than we do now. And uh, I, I, I love the trade. I mean, we're, we're three spots back. You got to think there's probably going to be at least a couple quarterbacks taken early. Uh, you think you probably at least get maybe not the guy you wanted to get at, at three, but I mean, a pick from at least a couple guys who you're definitely going to be happy with at six. So unless a nightmare situation falls uh, into place where not that many quarterbacks go and the targets that Miami is looking at all go, but I don't really see that as a possibility. Realistically, when you, when you, when the Dolphins basically rearrange their draft. Were you thinking they were getting? You're thinking they were moving back because they felt comfortable or two, or they wanted a, maybe not a particular player, but a particular need. Yeah, I mean, I think the one really nice thing for me about moving out of three is that unless the Jets did, unless I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, unless the Jets took Penai Sewell, he would have been there. And Dolphins fans have been very back and forth on, at least from what I've seen, on going skill position talent, which is definitely a big need, or taking Sewell and uh, really solidifying that offensive line. And honestly, I'm hoping by the time six comes around, Sewell's gone because that is a decision that I have been going, I've been waffling over and... uh, I, I'm, I mean, I love the skill guys, obviously. I mean, they're flashy. They score touchdowns. They help out Tua. But, you know, as we saw in the Super Bowl, without an offensive line, you're not going to be able to do much. We did address the offensive line pretty heavily last year in the draft, and um, I'm hoping that they, that they kind of use that unit to, to grow and gel together. So um, I, th- I think that – I think – I'm pretty confident in saying that Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins and Brian Flores and everyone in the, in the office, they moved back knowing that they want at least a handful of two or three guys. And they're confident that that at least one of them, if not two or more will be there at six. So I think it was definitely moving back, knowing their need, knowing what they want and, and being confident that, that, that uh, they'll be able to fill that position, fill that, fill that need. Now, knowing, knowing Miami's at six, and this is probably the biggest quarterback-hungry draft I've seen in a long time, is it a blessing in disguise that, yeah, you may think, well, is Tua, is Tua ready to be a franchise leader, or do the Dolphins think he's a franchise leader and think, you know what, there were some dang good receivers available, and we could get a oh, yeah. one if not multiple wide a chance at drafting multiple guys at six. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I, the Dolphins keep their uh, front offers pretty tight lipped. Uh, It doesn't really often seem like they uh, let it slip. I mean, I guess they they have a couple hiccups here and there about getting things, letting things slip out, but I am as close to a hundred percent as I could possibly be to know that the Miami Dolphins are all in on Tua. It is, I mean, the only the only possible option away from Tua I could have seen would have been Deshaun Wilson. 
and uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson. <laughs> Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, they're all all their names have been in the in the news. But uh, Deshaun Watson was the only possible other option other than two I could have seen Miami going for. And as I'm sure you uh, would agree with, I don't know if he's worth touching with a 10-foot pole right now because especially right now before any of that stuff breaks or, or really comes to light on what's really going on there, the, Dol- uh, the Dolphins are sticking with Tua. To answer your question, the Dolphins are sticking with Tua. Brian Flores is happy with Tua. Chris Greer is happy with Tua. This draft, a quarterback, if a quarterback is selected by Miami, it will not be within the first two days of the draft, that's for sure. Um, we've got way more other needs. You know, Tua is – did he have a, a, a somewhat disappointing t- I, rookie year? Some people say yes. I don't even say yes to that because, yeah, his stats weren't great. Yeah, he didn't look perfect the entire season, but he still led the Dolphins to a 6-3 and three record as a starter. He showed um, signs of, of, of what he can be. If you, if you just watch the highlights from the Arizona game – the Dolphins are locked in with Tua, and this number six pick will be someone, I'm almost sure of it, who will be catching passes from Tua this season. And so I know you've been reading all the mock drafts lately, and everybody's got a mock draft and like, who's going where, who's going where. I mean, you can – I mean, you could pretty much pick who my jackals are taking at number one a month from now, right? Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. I think Urban Meyer even said, um, you know, we – I'm going against the norms here, but Trevor Lawrence is who we're picking. I mean, everyone everyone in the world knows that Trevor Lawrence will be uh, in Duval County at the start of training camp. That's for sure. The question is not what the Jags do, but what will the Jets do? Will they take the – will they take Zach Wilson from BYU, one of these pass catchers, or – Maybe trade out of the number two spot. Yeah, I mean, it's just how much do they love Sam Darnold? It, it's really what it comes down to. Obviously, playing them twice a year, I a lot of people. It, it seems like Sam Darnold is one of these. Uh, from all the younger quarterbacks that have been drafted in the last couple of years, he seems to be the guy, in my opinion, that people can't really get. A consistent opinion on some people think he's just surrounded by by garbage and he hasn't had a chance to prove anything some people think well there's a lot of other quarterbacks who haven't had the greatest talent around them and have still been producing and has Sam Darnold been doing that you know obviously uh, Adam Gase as I very well know has uh, not been the best at uh, helping quarterbacks succeed but you know I, I just got to think if, 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 in my opinion, if Sam Darnold was that great, he would let he he would, you know, make. It's not like they they didn't have nothing. I mean, they've had Robbie Anderson was a decent little option. They've had some good receivers, not good receivers. I mean, good receivers. They've had some receivers who are good enough, good enough for a quarterback who, if they think if people are if he is as good as some people are saying or has the potential to be. I think his talent around him was good enough to get more than one win. So I'm not on the Sam Darnold train. I think they should – I mean, I hope they don't because I don't want the Jets to succeed at all, but I think they should move on from him. I think they should go quarterback at two. But, you know, who knows? Personally, if I'm running the Jets, I'm not taking Zach Wilson. I don't I, 
I hate to say it, Jeff fans, but I think Zach Wilson will be a bust if you take him. Yeah. And cool. I think the Jets should go pass catcher, and I, I hate to say it, Alex, I think the Jets, if I'm the Jets, I'm taking your guy at two. Kyle Tracks at Florida. He's 6'5", 6'6", 245, and man, what a sub four five yesterday in his pro day. And I know pro day's different, but that guy is a, that guy is a freak. He is, yeah. he is Megatron, bigger than Megatron. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm, I mean, it, the problem I, and, and in my, with Miami at six, I, I, I just think like, obviously everyone says Miami needs a receiver, but with Kyle Pitts, it's like you're getting a receiver and then some. So Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, those two guys, I mean, they've got to be the top two pass catcher. I mean, you throw Devonte Smith in there, you throw Jalen Waddle in there, you know, and no one can seem to agree what the top three order for those receivers are. Um, but, um, you know, if the Jets – I think the Jets taking Kyle Pitts would be the smartest move they could make. So I, I'm agreeing with you there. If he doesn't go to two, does he go to Atlanta at four? Does he fall to Miami wow. at six? I know. Atlanta – oh, man. Matt Ryan might throw for 8,000 yards with Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. That's a lot of SEC play on that fast – on that fast Mercedes Benz too. Yeah, I mean it's it's the man. I mean, honestly, after Trevor Lawrence, he's got to be the best player in the draft. I mean, yeah. he might even he might even be a a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, everyone, I, I know, I know that 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 Trevor Lawrence is has been the fa- the college football uh, god for lack of a better term over the past year two years, and uh, you know, obviously his draft his draft. Uh, has been he's been predict, projected number one since the time he threw a football. It seems like uh, we've been talking about him for so long. But I mean, I'll tell you what, Kyle, Kyle Pitts has got to be one of the biggest mismatches coming out of college football that I can remember. I mean, you put a linebacker on him, you put a cornerback on him, he's going to be he's going to burn either one of them. I mean, I don't I don't really see how. I mean, he's Gronk, but maybe even more athletic. I think he's I think he's a faster Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, there's he. I don't. I've I've seen some comps to him to Darren Waller, but I don't even think it's fair to put an NFL comp on him because he's he seems like something that we haven't seen. And and if he if he stands up to, I mean, it's not like he was playing at a at a lower level school either. I mean, he was in the brood of the SEC at Florida. It's it's harder to. I mean, you're playing the Alabamas. You're playing the everyone. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to play against a tougher college uh, opposition. So I mean. I don't see. I mean, you never know who's going to flop in the NFL. You never know who can't, who won't be able to adjust to the to the full speed, to the full NFL speed. But uh, my money's not on him. My money is not on him busting. That's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of SC, uh, San Francisco at three might take a an SEC quarterback who's rocketed up the draft, rocketed up the draft towards Alabama, Mac Jones. And to be honest, I watched eight on of SEC football. Mac Jones is not a first-round quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he you know, played with four first-round wide receivers, two last year and two this year. And the best running back in college football and the best offensive line in college football. Really? And the best coach in college football. Oh, yeah. Although you probably would wish he would go to, he would go to Greenland now. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I I have no problem saying Nick Saban's the best college football coach. It's just when he comes to the NFL, that's when he starts to have some problems. But we don't need to get into that. Hey, he's we won got two, that he's last won two national championships on your home stadium, just not yeah. not wearing a Dolphins shirt. Wearing yeah, I mean, it, it, Nick Saban, he's he's the best in in the college game. There's no doubt about it, but. So do you think do you think the Niners would shock the football world and taking Mac Jones? I mean, the jury. I mean, I I think they should go quarterback. I think I think the Garoppolo era is is pretty much coming to an end in San Francisco. You know, it they tried it out. They had high hopes, and it's. It's been okay. I mean, he hasn't been the worst. I mean, San Francisco, they had to have been one of the most injury-riddled teams in most recent memory. That from I mean, they they couldn't keep a they couldn't keep a player on the field for more than a week before he'd go down again. So, I I think it's almost a little unfair the treatment Garoppolo is getting. But like you said, with this with this quarterback heavy draft, I mean, now's the time to make a move. Now's the time to get a young guy if 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 you're looking for one, especially with the with the third pick. So I mean, you know, do they go Mac Jones? It's it, it it really depends on what the Jets do it too. Um, do you think uh, do you think if the Jets don't take a quarterback, then uh, they still go they still go Mac Jones? Or do you think they go? Uh, his, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Zach Wilson, Justin. Zach Wilson. Lance. Either one. Yeah, I mean. Personally, if I'm the Niners, it's not even in the sit. I'm taking Justin Fields and and handing. Commissioner Goodell look cold, but I'm not John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan. Right. I mean, I like you. I mean, like you said, Mac Jones. He's been he's been shooting up the he's been shooting up the the draft boards lately. I mean, I don't even think two three months ago he was he was first round projected. If he was, it would have been probably late late first. And now all of a sudden, everyone's talking about him going this early. I mean. He was throwing passes uh, at his pro day the other day. Najee Harris was there. I mean, he looked pretty good from what I saw, but is he a top three pick? I don't think so. Is San Francisco going to take him at three? Who knows? I mean, we've seen some crazy things in the draft. If that's the guy they think that is the guy they want leading their franchise, then yeah, they'll go for him. I don't think he's a top three pick. I don't really even see him as a top ten pick. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, but I mean – it really just depends on what kind of guy John Lynch is looking for and, and what kind of uh, quarterback style he wants. I if will, he goes quarterback. I will attest, if the Niners take Mac Jones at three, it will remind me of one quarterback decision that uh, still annoys me that is they when the Jaguars took Blake Borders with the number three pick in 2014. And I'm wondering, mm. what the bleep are we doing? Yeah. I won. I mean, yeah, Blake got to an AMC championship game. We were three minutes from being Tom Brady. And I still wonder, what the heck are we doing taking Blake Borders? Yeah. Trust me, I'm right there with you on questionable first round. I mean, even from the third pick. I mean, we keep talking about the third pick. Miami traded up to get Deion Jordan with the third pick. And look how great that worked. <laughs> and trust me, that third pick, you know, I'm glad we traded out of it because that third pick does not seem to be a uh, – a blessing for at least the Florida football teams. I don't know if Tampa's done any, done anything from there, but uh, 
Miami Jacksonville. We definitely haven't had the best of luck from that spot. Uh, yeah, maybe getting the sixth pick will be interesting. So if if all the pass catchers are on the board at six, who do you want the Dolphins to take? If all the pass catchers are on the board, I'm going to let Chris Greer make the decision. But it's between it's. Uh, I've been I've been saying Smith for so long, but. It's between Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, and I really don't know. I mean, if both of them are on the board, oh, if, if both of them are on the board, this is what I do. If I'm running it, if, if final answer, take Pitts, then you grab your 18th pick, and take you try and put a package together, trade up, and and get one of the other three guys. Get Smith, Chase, or, or Smith, Chase, or Waddle. Uh, I don't think I don't know if all three of them will be there by 18. I mean, a lot of every it seems like every Miami Dolphins on t- fan on Twitter, every Miami Dolphins fan in the world wants Miami to take Najee Harris, Najee Harris at um at 18. But if you take Pitts, and then you, I mean, I don't know if you can go if you can go tight end receiver, but it's a, it might almost be worth it and give and give to a every arsenal, every weapon, every piece of uh, of assistance he could possibly ever want. And uh, imagine, imagine a Miami Dolphins offense with, with Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, Kyle Pitts, Will Fuller, and, and Jalen Waddell or, or, or Devonta Smith. If we, if we trade up high enough to, to grab one of him, it may be, I don't know, 13, 14. If that, but, if that happened, I'm, if that happened, you could put me on the center and I'll throw for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, running back is a need, and I love Najee Harris. I, if he's wearing Miami Dolphins colors next year, if, if he falls to 18 and we take him there, which I've been saying I want for a long time, I would love it. But, you know, it, it's, it's the running back position, and, and putting a first-round first uh, tag on a, on a running back, it's, it's, it's a risky move. And, I mean, you can, you can pay – I mean, we just signed Malcolm Brown from the Rams. I think that's going to be a nice little compliment to our running back room. And, I mean, we had success running the ball last year. We had a, we had a, a carousel of guys going through there. But do you need to draft a first-round guy when you might be able to get – I mean, he's a great player. I'd love if he comes to Miami. But it's so hard for me to pick between Pitts and these other receivers that I almost just say grab both of them, grab, grab, grab Pitts and a receiver. If, if Pitts is there at six and that mean and like you said, all of the cast pass catchers are there. That means that the three receivers are there at six too. Might be more likely that some of that one of them fall to a place that we could possibly trade up for. I don't think it would happen. I mean, you got to assume Philly's probably going to take one of them. I don't know. Speaking of Philly, why did Philly make that move? I don't understand why Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles would want to move from from six to twelve. I just I don't I'll see what they're you doing. Exactly. I'll tell you why the Eagles made that move. Look at the Colson Wentz trade, and and then this one. What could the Eagles have next to? Not one, not two, but three first rounders. Yeah, I guess I guess they're playing a lot. What do Go the on. Eagles need? Young talent. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, you're right. And this way, there's no quarterback controversy. Is Jalen Hurts seen? You really think Joe Flack was beating Jalen Hurts? No. 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 Not at all. It's, be honest, the Eagles 
while they need a wide receiver in a corner, there's a chance one of the big full pass catchers there. Yes. Since then, Atlanta could take one. And the Jets may or may not, but I think they'll go quarterback. The Falcons may take Pitts at four. Cincinnati is going offense at five. It's you either going to be receiver or, or pool, uh, Sewell for Cincinnati. Or, or the uh, lineman from Northwestern Slater. Miami's yeah. going pass catcher at six. Yep. Unless somebody hit me on the head, the Lions should go pass catcher at seven. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might be running around to the Lions for full long. I'll take it. Carolina, Carolina at eight. The Panthers probably need a quarterback, but all there might be gone in the first half dozen picks. Yeah. Broncos at nine. Denver needs a quarterback, too, but I think they also need a defensive player. Michael Parsons makes a lot of Michael makes a lot defense, of sense. Yeah. And then trying to think who's at ten. Do you have? Do you know who's at? Oh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Well, Dallas is going defense. At least yeah, defense. Unless Jerry Jones wants another four-three wide receiver. <laughs> Just gonna be, just gonna run four wide receiver sets all day. He'll have Jack Zeke and a five and four wide receivers. He'll be the uh, he'll run the run and shoot offense like the Houston Oilers did in the nineties. Yeah, then the Giants are at eleven. Well, the Giant, well, Jalen Water. Well, even with the Kenny Galladay move, Jalen Water still makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. Okay, that's what that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, and then and then it falls to Philadelphia at twelve, and then I mean, Smith, Waddle, Chase, Pitts, four. I don't know. I mean, you know, one's going to Miami. You have to assume. Atlanta? Do they take a quarterback? Do they take a skill player? Cincinnati? Do they take a lineman? Do they take a skill player? There's. There's a lot of different spots that a lot of teams could go in a lot of different directions. So, you know, we predict this stuff. Mel Kuyper predicts this stuff. Ian Rappaport, he reports that stuff. But, you know, all these guys predict it. None of these guys have high, high percentages on, the, on their mock drafts. You know, it's, it's just it's insane how fans like us and, and even reporters like them think they know what's going on. But – None of that news leaves, leaves those draft rooms. None of those. None of that. None of what they're thinking. Uh, none of what those front offices are thinking gets out of those doors. So we really have no idea what's going to happen. There could be some more trades. We haven't even thought of the. Uh, who's to say that this draft is this draft order is finalized? I mean, there's already been so many. There's already been so much movement in the top six alone, top twelve alone. I mean, we don't know who could be picking where. I mean, could the I mean, could the team like Carolina move into the Jets spot and potentially take one of the big four or five quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously the Dolphins' dream would be as many quarterbacks taken in front of them as possible. Um, the Dolphins' nightmare would probably be Atlanta taking Pitts, Cincinnati taking Chase. Um, and you know, maybe, I mean, well, maybe. Oh, I've got, I've got a worst case scenario for you. How about this? Jets don't take a quarterback. Take Kyle Pitts. The Falcons trade out of that spot in Carolina. Maybe not Carolina. The Eagles take a wide receiver, Jamal Chase. Then the Bengals mm-hmm. take 
Devontae Smith, and you left with Jalen Water one of the tackles. Yeah. I mean, and then what do you do? Rashad Bateman later in the draft or a guy – or I mean, Kadarius Tony, because uh, Miami has to draft a receiver in, the, in this draft. So do you there? Do you take Waddle at six, or do you take Sewell at six? It's almost like Sewell's probably the better value there, but is it filling the need the most? So I mean, I hope your situation doesn't play out. That's for sure. <laughs> I just glad I just glad my team's got the number one pick because there's no there's no quarterback what there's no quarterback wide receiver or any controversy with us you're just seeing what happens at 33 that's all you're worried about i'm looking more yeah i don't i can make that in one pick i'm just wondering what we're doing at 25 oh you have a second first round pick that's forgot i Jaylen forgot yeah yeah two ones and two twos that's nice i forgot jackson about two first round picks that's good for you <laughs> Well, what do you think? What do you look? What do you hope Jacksonville does at twenty-five? What else? What What are you looking for? Get there? a freaking tight end. Yeah. Well, we need no. we need a tight end. Good lord! I mean, how much? Seemed like Mercedes Lewis played there for a long time. I think he's been in Green Bay like the last nine years. It seems you haven't like- brought this up yet, so I'm not so sure you saw it. I think it happened pretty pretty soon before we started recording. Have you been on Twitter and? Uh, you should pull. I, I don't even want to tell you. I, I you should pull it up right now. Can you go on Twitter? Or would that take too long? No, just tell me. Come. George Kittle posted. Oh, a, the uh, George Kittle tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, April's fool joke. I saw it in first. But I saw him wearing the jersey. I saw his tweet about Duval. I I I lost it. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell Dylan, and then it hit me about two seconds later. Ah, I know what day of the week or what day it is, but. <laughs> I mean George Kittle. I mean George Kittle would be a bigger dream hit than uh, Trevor Lawrence, but that's not happening. That's not happening. No way. But I thought it was funny. I thought of you when I saw it. I was like, oh, he's been asking for a tight end, and then there you go. Kittle, I don't even know what Kittle, other tight end. Kittle what was that? Goes to the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. That's okay. Funny. So thanks for hopping on the uh, podcast and. Uh, Month from now, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, and all the other teams will officially be on the clock. Absolutely, cannot wait for that. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've got my cheese fries and chicken wings ready in the oven. (laughs) I don't care what I'm eating as long as I'm as long as I'm watching some good draft. I, I, we need some talent, and I'm ready for it. I love the draft season. I can't wait. Yeah, my mom hates the draft, but I love it. I'm a draft nerd. Yeah. It's, I mean, last year was the most exciting, most excited I've been for a draft in a very long time. I think, I thought you were going to have a heart attack waiting for the Dolphins pick. I, I, I remember your video when Tadell said from his uh, basement, Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagliolova quarterback Alabama and then you and your father went bananas yeah we didn't even hear him announce the sec his last name the second we heard Tua come out of his mouth we went out we, we oh man that was that was that was a moment for sure I just I hope that he pans out I I, I really 
I, I have all the confidence in the world in him. I, I, the fact that he won six football games, lost three, had a very, I mean, a very low number of interceptions. It probably should have been higher because he got away with a couple of them. But, um, I mean, the fact that that's the rookie year we got from two, when he wasn't even supposed to play, I mean, it was Fitz's team, according to Flores, and people were thinking week 11 they we might see him, but obviously once the bye week got switched, um, that changed things. But the fact that he wasn't even – he didn't come into the season expecting to start. He didn't have an offseason. He just came back from the injury. I mean, I am, I am happy with that rookie year from Tua, and I – I have all the faith in the world that it's just going to be up from there. That 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 Cardinals game alone gave me gave me reason to believe in him. I mean, he the, just looked incredible. The fact that he doomed with an, a rice install in Colin Murray, I don't care if it's Cliff Kingsbury and a bunch of whatever in Glendale, too looked looked like the two of from Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he was doing everything. He was throwing the ball. He was, I mean, the the juke move he put on Buda Baker was just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the he was he he looked confident, and that was the biggest thing. It's just he had he had such a high confidence in him that we need to see more of. And I think if once we get one of these guys, maybe I mean maybe maybe two skill players, whether it's Najee Harris and and a receiver or hits and a running back or whoever we end up with with these first two picks i i can't assume i can't imagine i mean you know one of them is going to be catching the ball from him or hand the ball off or grabbing hands off from him so uh he's going to get some help in this draft that's for sure and i'm excited for it plus wolf fuller plus wolf fuller <laughs>